Hello and welcome to the Circuit Python Weekly for January 7th, 2019. I'm Scott and I am sponsored by Adafruit to work on Circuit Python full time, which is amazing. There's other folks here as well, so we give Adafruit lots of shout outs for their sponsorship. Um, we hold this meeting every Monday, uh, almost every Monday, at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on our Discord channel, uh, on the Adafruit Discord channel, which uh, if you would like to join, everybody is welcome. Uh, you can go to the URL adafru.it slash discord to get uh, onto our Discord channel. We're in, um, we're in the voice channel right now, but we're typically just in the text channel. So... Be aware of that. I'm going to turn my mic down just a little bit. Um, yeah, so that ha this meeting happens every week. We do record the meeting, so if you're in the voice channel, beware uh, that you are being recorded. Uh, the text is being recorded as well. And then the recording goes up on the Adafruit YouTube channel along with my Diode Zone account. So uh, if you want to see it after the fact, check that out. We do take notes as well with time codes. So you can check out the notes and uh, skim those to see what we talked about and then skip around the video if you don't want to watch the whole thing. Um, this meeting is run in four parts, if I remember right. I'm a little rusty. Uh, first part is uh, we cover the state of CircuitPython, uh, which is then sp split into two parts, the core and the libraries, uh, as those are the two primary pieces of the thing. Um, after Stata Circuit Python, we'll do hug reports, and we do that as a round robin. So I will start and then go down the list. Um, as I'm doing the round robin, I will skip people if they're lurking. Uh, if you're not, if you don't have a microphone or are unable to to speak because you're in some environment where you don't want to speak, uh, feel free to type it in, and I will read that off as well. Um, so we do hug reports as a round robin. Hug reports is a chance for you to say thank you to folks for the work that they've been doing. Um, and then after hug reports, we'll do uh, status updates, which is done as a round robin as well, which is a brief couple minutes about what you've been working on and what you plan on working on in the coming week. Uh, that's a good way to get everybody on the same page. And then lastly, we'll have a section called In the Weeds, which is our discussion section. So any topics that we want to talk more in detail or people have questions that may take a while to answer, uh, the In the Weeds section is the place to do it. Uh, if you have a topic for in the weeds, what you can do is you can uh, type it in the text chat. Uh, Katni, who's taking notes, or I, or somebody else will snag it and put it, put it in a list of uh, topics for in the weeds. So that when we get there, we've already got stuff to talk about. We don't have to wait too long for anything. So uh, that's how the meeting is run. I'll take a time code for the state of CircuitPython and get going. Um, so overall, uh, we had, so this is in the last week, even though the meeting was the meeting that Katni ran, thank you, Katni, uh, was more than a week ago. These stats are only for the last week because it's done automatically. So in the last week, we had 15 pull requests merged. Uh, we had seven authors, uh, Dan Katni, Carter, Dave, Brennan, uh, Paint Your Dragon, and Brent. Uh, so thank you to all, all of our authors. We had six reviewers with that as well. Um, Sedacious, Katni, Carter, Lidiata, Dan, and Brent. Uh, we had five closed issues by three people and seven open by seven people. So we are a little bit of a net positive, but that's not a huge deal. Um, overall, uh, if I had to summarize what 
where we're at with CircuitPython uh, as a project more broadly. I would say we're well into 2019 planning. Um, I posted my opinions about um, what I think we should do in 2019 and a number of other people have as well. So uh, please, everybody, if you haven't posted your thoughts about CircuitPython in 2019, I'd love uh, for you to do that. You can do it as a text post. You can do it as a video post. Um, just want to get everybody's kind of different perspective on what CircuitPython is and where, what is still missing and what we should work on. Um, so that would be really cool. The hope is next week we'll start to have a draft uh, where we aggregate kind of all of those ideas and kind of agree that these are the things that are most important. Doesn't mean we won't do other stuff, just uh, giving us as a community a focus on what, what we want to prioritize. Um, and then uh, you should see, so that will be finalized by the end of the month. And then we're going to push uh, 4.0 stable in the next month or two. So everybody should expect that um, if you look at the milestones at GitHub, don't be surprised that things get moved to the, that 4x bucket or a 4.1 bucket. Because what we're going to try to do this year is be more aggressive and staying stable. Um, and so when we uh, add features, we won't call it unstable. We'll just add them on to the side of, of CircuitPython that is already stable. So um, expect to see that. We'll... we'll Expect to see more like middle point releases, so four one, four two, four three, rather than always doing a big a big push to five and a big push to six and a big push to seven. Um, we'll just use those numbers for when we want to break things. Um, okay, that's a long winded answer for overall. Uh, I'll cover the core now. So um, statistics wise, for the core, we had two pull requests merged. Uh, one author from Dan and two reviewers, Dan and Katney. Uh, we had 10 open pull requests. They're in the notes if you want to see what those 10 are. Issues-wise, we had three closed and six open. So again, we're uh, a little bit more than we were. Uh, we have 160 open issues, and there's a link to the whole issue list there. Um, 312 was released last night, so we've had 104 total downloads for that so far. Um, and... 4.0 Alpha 5 is our unstable release, and we've had 606 total. So again, you can see that our stable releases get a lot more downloads than our unstable ones. Uh, if you want to see breakdown by board or by language, check the, the notes as well. Let's go on to Catney and Libraries. All right, thanks. Mm -hmm. So uh, we had, over the last week, 13 pull requests merged which is great. Um, I want to call out uh, Davis Stells for what is uh, essentially his first library contribution. Um, he wrote the debouncer library, and we got that merged in and added to the bundle and everything, and already updated a bunch of guides to use it. So that's really great. Um, we had six authors overall, five reviewers. I want to say thank you to Sedacious for um, doing a lot of library reviewing. Uh, I have been, by the time I get to the emails, they're already merge emails before I have a chance <laughs> to actually look at the library, and that's been great. So uh, in terms of library status, we have seven open pull requests. Um, some of these are long-term ones that we're, that we're working on overall. Some of them are uh, definitely active uh, at the moment. Um, feel free to take a look at any of those and uh, post any review thoughts you may have on them. Um, in terms of issues, we had two closed by two people and one opened by one person. 
uh, leaving us at 54 open issues. Um, once again, some of these are great uh, first issues if you're looking for a way to contribute. Um, some of them are super complicated if mm -hmm. you're looking for a way to contribute. <laughs> so um, all across the board there. Um, and uh, we we don't mind having issues. It's, it's a way for us to track what's going on um, and to know what kind of improvements or updates or fixes we need to do. Um, so don't hesitate to file an issue uh, if you find something or have some thoughts or want a feature or something like that. Um, that it would be an excellent way to do that. The rest of the info in the notes is um, the status of the repos uh, themselves. And there is a link at the right under libraries to the CircuitPython library tracking issue, um, which has uh, will be updated again today, um, updated every week, and has all the actual list of all of the um, all of the the repos uh, repo issues with the actual links to the repos underneath them. Um, so some of those are real quick fixes, uh, real easy things. There's you know something. Um, needs to one one line needs to be added to a file or something like that and it's it's definitely a great way um, to get started contributing if that's something that you're interested in doing and that is where we are with libraries awesome thank you caddy and uh as a preview thank you again for running the meeting uh yeah absolutely just over a week ago i guess yeah welcome back <laughs> thank you all right let's do hug reports i just gave you a preview of what hug reports is all about um, but Hug Reports is a chance for everybody to say thank you for the work that other folks have been doing in the community. Uh, this is great for two reasons. One, it's just good to acknowledge that people are doing awesome things. And two, it's good for us to all know the things that uh, we value uh, in our community. So let me get started and then we'll go down the list. Uh, we have some noted that some people are lurking. If you are lurking and haven't let us know, please do in the text. Uh, otherwise, we'll go around this. So uh, I'll start. Uh, first and foremost, I just want to say thank you to everybody who made um, CircuitPython just work uh, when I was gone. I was without a laptop for two weeks. I came back. I'd, I've gone through all my email. I've read not all of Discord because there was a lot, but um, a number of it in the moderation channel. And it just worked without me, which is as a project lead is so important to be f free to step away for a couple weeks and see that everything doesn't explode or implode or whatever. Um, so first and foremost, thank you to everybody for being awesome. Um, I'm so excited for 2019 with everyone. So uh, this will be really good. Um, specifically, everybody who did reviews, I really appreciate that. And then uh, getting more detailed, Dan, uh, thank you for holding down the fort for core work. I know that you and I are kind of like the two main core people, and I'd love to see us get more people doing reviews and contributions to the core in 2019. Uh, that's a spoiler for my Circuit Python 2019 post. Uh, thank you to Katni for running the meeting while I was out, and everybody who attended. It, I one of the first things I did when I got back was listen to the meeting. Uh, it was great to see it from that perspective of somebody who doesn't participate but listens later. Uh, I think it really works. Um, and I, I hope to see it. I, I said at the start of last year, we get it in podcast form and we're not quite there yet. Uh, but I've talked about it a bit with Phil and Lamore and we should see that happen this year. So that'll be good. Uh, people can listen to it on their drive and, and things like that. 
So, uh, and then lastly, is a hug report for me. I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who's done Circuit Python 2019 posts so far. Um, again, it's really, really important and interesting to see different perspectives and different projects that people want to make. So, um, I don't think this is in any particular order, but thank you to N Toll, C Grover, Deshapu, and Maddie T for posting uh, your thoughts on Circuit Python in 2019. If you all haven't read these yet, I highly recommend it. Uh, they are in the notes, and if you want to request uh, for that as well, I can I can post links into the Discord chat. So uh, those are my hug reports. Uh, TG Techie. Okay, I'll I'll post those. TG Techie's lurking, I think, because you're on the bus still. Uh, just let us know when you're not on the bus, and we can we can buzz you in or whatever. So let's go to Brent. Um, hug report to um, Jerry for looking over uh, the particle stuff that I was working on this week and getting me set up with it. Nice. All right. Thank you, Brent. Uh, Carter is says, uh, I think is lurking, So, but says in the doc group hug, welcome back and congrats to me. <laughs> uh, lurking but in the notes doc uh, Seagrover is lurking as well so we'll go to go to Charles oh congratulations on your uh, your get together over your vacation and uh, thank glad, you glad to see you back and I thought I read somewhere that you had worked on the uh, the uh, mini USB Yes. I wish to give you a a definite hug for that. (laughs) It's going to be very useful. Good. Good. I like build musical instruments and I like to play around with that stuff. Right. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'm again uh, hoping to have the pull request out today for that. So should be soon. Um, All right, Dan. Okay. Um, thanks to um, Kevin Towns at K-Town, who's been helping me a lot with BLE because he's a real expert. He's a book author on the subject. And I've been talking to him every week for the past several weeks about this stuff. Um, Bill Binko, AT Makers Bill, uh, was waiting patiently for a 3.1.2 release because he's writing a guide that would be based on a feature that needed to be added. so I made a release last night. Don't feel that you need to upgrade. It's it's minor uh, unless you knew those specific features. I was amazed that we had so many downloads just since last night. Mm -hmm. And also, thanks to Deshipu. He's the first uh, CircuitPython in 2019 that I've read. I know there are others now. I didn't realize that. Uh, But uh, I thought he spent a a, a lot of thoughtful time on it, and that's very nice. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Dan. Let's go to Dave. All right. Uh, big hug. Uh, yeah, hug report. Shout out to Katni uh, for guiding me through the library um, construction and submission process and getting it in shape and getting it into the bundle. It's made it a good experience. That's it. Awesome. Thanks, Dave. Uh, let's go to Deshipu. I'm not sure if you're lurking or not. Uh, yeah, I'm here. Okay. 
Okay, so uh, hug, hugs to Jaren, who helped me before the Christmas uh, with the old OLED wing and its reset circuit problems. And uh, also great thanks to Sidashius for, uh, for encouragement and for help, uh, information about how to do uh, resin casting. Mm. Maybe I, I will try it soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, to everyone who wrote uh, uh, Circuit Python 2019 uh, thing, uh, they are very interesting to read. So that's it. Awesome. And I should say, if, if anybody knows of Circuit Python 2019 posts that I may not have heard of, please just let me know. Uh, we do want to aggregate them so that we can provide everybody just a list of all of them. Um, so, yeah. All right. We are going to Katni. Or Jerry says group hugged everybody but wasn't able to make it. So Katni. All right. So uh, hug reports to Roy for all the work on Pixel Buff. Um, I'm super excited to see this added. Uh, lots of rainbow videos have been posted, and they're so super fast and smooth. <laughs> um, I want to give a hug report to Sagittac. Uh They pointed out... Um, a number of times that people were reporting uh, moderation things on uh, Discord and didn't actually ping community helpers. Mm-hmm. Um, so he pointed that out, and uh, that was super helpful. Um, hug reports to everybody who reported the bot spam on Discord. There was a ton of DM spam, and without reports, we couldn't have handled it. Um, so thank you to the community for assisting with that. Mm-hmm. Hug reports to everyone who's contributed to the CircuitPython 2019 posts. Um, we've already listed off the names, but uh, Entol, Deshipu, Maddie T, C. Grover, uh, Tan Newt, Scott. Um, it's been really excellent insight into how the community sees the CircuitPython project, uh, and we really appreciate everything everyone has had to say. Uh, which sedacious for the quick reviews on libraries. I mentioned this earlier. Um, I'm getting merge emails before I even have a chance to take a look, and it's great. <laughs> uh, to Davis Sells for writing his first library. The Debouncer library looks amazing. Um, it's going to be super useful. Uh, and we've already um, got a lot of projects using it, which is excellent. Um, probably the fastest I've seen um, a library go into guides. So that was very cool. And lastly, to Roy for designing these stands for the Metro and the Feather Doubler and Tripler. Both of them have header pins galore sticking out of the bottom, which are a danger zone to my desk. <laughs> Um, and Roy designed me 3D printed stands for all three form factors um, that will uh, protect my desk. And um, they're super slim and cute, and I'm really excited. So thank you for that. Awesome. All right. Maker Melissa is lurking. And so we'll go to Mike Barella. Hi, guys. Happy New Year, and congratulations to Scott. Thank you. Um, many years ahead. Uh, we're hitting 35 this year. Right. So for those of you, of you who don't know what Mike's alluding to, I got married over the break. So that's what the congrats mm-hmm. are for. <laughs> um, I want to, to thank everybody who's been doing their CircuitPython 2019. I want to encourage you, if you're doing that, um, you, can, you can just send uh, the messages, but if you publish it like on your blog or on github or some kind of public place and don't mind us um uh sharing that then we'll um blog it up on the adafruit blog and um the reddit um 
CircuitPython uh, area and other places to kind of get some exposure for your ideas because we really like your ideas. Uh, I've read some of the ideas and uh, cheered. So hug reports that for the folks who have said they want kind of a DOS text mode for displays. Mm -hmm. I'm fully on board with that. You know, Scott has a, a, a lot of display work he's working on. Hug reports to you for working on, on that and mm, all you. that you're going to be doing ahead. And um, Yeah, I read that and yeah. I was like, I want to do that. That's a great idea. I know. There's there's all kinds of great stuff. Uh, Katni, for all the drivers she's been writing, and I'm going to help her um, let you guys know um, what all those have been doing. And the community. I mean, we're... we're thousand percent dedicated to this community to make sure that you all are happy and we're we're aiming for what the community wants because that's i posted something on the adafruit blog about open source and how things go well and how things don't and the best way to make things go well is the community um nice a, a, a happy healthy community so that's all my hug reports. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. I opened that post, I think, in a new tab, and I mean to go back and read it uh, on the open source business model, I think is what it's saying. Yeah, it's on blogs.hatefruit.com if people are I interested. Just, I can just, I have it open. Let me just post it. <laughs> I think that's the one you're referring to. Awesome. Well, thanks, Mike. Uh, okay, so Roy wasn't able to make the meeting, but uh, put notes in the doc, so I will read those off. Uh, Roy says, uh, thanks to Katni for her never-ending patience as I blather on about my work on Pixelbuff and for her continuous encouragement. Uh, thanks to Dan Halbert for validating that I'm not crazy with regards to strangeness when subclassing C modules. And to Tan Newt, myself, for his architectural guidance as I move forward finalizing Pixelbuff work. Uh, yeah, happy to see the Pixelbuff stuff making progress. So thanks, Roy. Uh, and uh, Sedacious also uh, just dropped a, dropped a comment but isn't in here, so I'll read his as well. Um, Sedacious says, uh, nice big group, group hug to everybody. And then we'll go to Summersoft. So just to continue the theme, um, thank you to everybody who's been named and hasn't done theirs yet, but uh, for submitting feedback to the Circuit Python 2019. Um, I think it's really cool and to borrow a manufacturing sort of term instead of voice of customer, I consider it voice of community, which is, mm -hmm. I think, really good to see. Um, and then a Giganto uh, group hug for to start 2019 off. I think we're going to make it a, a pretty good year. Awesome. Yeah, the, the idea for the community feedback was actually a Rust thing, which, yeah. If you know anything about CircuitPython community, we take all of the good ideas from Rust and just apply it apply it to CircuitPython because it works so well. Um, all right, TG Techie, did you want to say hug reports? I'd love to say hug reports. Awesome. Um, big hug to Dan H. and Cater for always being there to help. Um, also Roy and Jerry, Jerry, Jerry N, mm -hmm. um, for helping me with my compiling NRF UF2. It was being really weird. Um, 
And a big hug to the community for the awesome work they do. Awesome. Thank you, TG Techie. Uh, Thank you. Brendan, did you want to try? Am I audible? There we go. Cool. Uh, yeah, just a general group hug for everybody. Uh, congrats, Scott. Thank you. All right. Great. That is hug reports. Yep, yep, yep. I saw it. Okay. Thank you, Caddy. We're taking notes, placing it in different spots. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's go on the status updates. Um, status updates is kind of a stuff software engineering thing where we, uh, also known as a stand-up, where we kind of do around the room or in this case uh, around the voice chat uh, discussion of what we've been working on in the last week and what we plan on working on the coming week. It's a great way to just get everybody on the same page and, and give tips and tricks about what's going on. Uh, so we'll do that now. Uh, I'll start. Um, so uh, I'm back from vacation. If you didn't realize it, I was gone for two weeks, didn't have my laptop, turned off notifications on my work email. It was amazing. Went to Iceland, got married, had Christmas with my wife, wife's family, which was really fun. Um, and now I'm caught up on everything. I got back on New Year's, so I had last week to get caught up. Um, so I think I'm caught up on email and Discord and the forums. So if I'm not, if you're aware of anything that I should have commented on, um, please just let me know. I'm happy to happy to chime in. Um, other than that, uh, I, I got USB meeting working before I left, but needed to polish it up. I polished up the tiny USB side on Friday, and it was merged this morning, which is awesome. Um, and I'm going to polish up the CircuitPython integration with that today and hopefully get a PR out today. So if you're chomping at the bit and want to test USB MIDI, um, I can get you a build that should work. Um, and then we'll get the PR in, and I will be done with that, which will be <laughs> the end of all of my USB work, at least for a little while. Um, what I'm moving on to next, we talked about a little bit already, but that's the display IO, uh, bitmap text work. Um, so we're going to work to get, uh, grid of characters working using a monospaced, uh, font. I want to use the bitmap font format that X11 uses. Uh, I forget what it's called, uh, BDF or something, uh, use those for parsing, uh, real font files out. So you should be able to just find one of those and swap it in ideally. Um, and I'm going to start that work tomorrow because, uh, we have some display products coming that, that could use that. And, um, so text will be the top priority in terms of display IO. Uh, I do want to get to the point where we can, before I switch off display IO, I want to get it so that you can just connect up a display and have that work as well. Uh, but that is not, not, not the top priority. Um, and then on top of that technical stuff, uh, as you may have gotten with the theme of what I've been talking about, I want to encourage more CircuitPython 2019 posts. Um, my goal is to have all of them out by the next meeting. So if you want to write one, please write it soon um, so that we can get it blogged up and share it across so that people can see it. Um, I think what we should do is next week in the weeds, we'll have a section to kind of just talk as a community about what we see and then uh we'll draft uh a, we'll have a google doc draft 
of kind of how we aggregate all of those together. Um, and we'll do a blog post. I'll do a blog post by the end of the month that is that aggregate. Um, will be more like um, what the 2018 post last year was. And as Katney points out, um, this doesn't need to be a long uh, thing. Just like any thoughts that you have about CircuitPython 19, 2019 are welcome. There's a couple ways of going about it, whether it's just what projects do you want to build in 2019 with CircuitPython and kind of what do you need to be able to make that happen or more, more technical details about like we need support for this or that or things like that. Um, or community stuff like the CircuitPython Weekly is a little bit tough to listen to every week because it's a little bit long and not easy to go through and stuff like that. So uh, we want all that feedback uh, under the CircuitPython 2019 hashtag. It could be a video. It could be a blog post. I think GitHub gists or GitHub repos are a great way to do it uh, if you don't have any social media accounts. Uh, so um, if you have any questions about that, feel free to reach out to me. But uh, that's kind of my push right now to get us focused for our work in 2019. Okay, uh, TG Techie, do you want to give us a status update? Um, yeah, so this week I've done, oh, the days blur. Um, <laughs> I helped Hexhat a little bit, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I've been teaching some friends some Python. Awesome. Trying to convince them to get Circuit Python, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, my literally two minutes ago, the uh, PCBs for my M4 based board came in. Um, so when my homework's done, I'll be soldering those up and turn off that beeping. Um, and yeah, um, still trying to learn C, which is a big. challenge for me right now but yeah. i'm sure it'll happen eventually yeah it just takes practice and um i that's all i can remember perfect well that's that's okay. pl that's plenty thank you <laughs> all right and as always you know you know where to find people for questions if you ever have them in terms of learning i, uh, <laughs> I will take you up on that perfect um all right let's circle around to brennan So let's see, since um, the last one of these I attended, um, I've worked a lot on uh, just different little bits of platform detection stuff for Blinka. Um, if you're not familiar, we uh, have sort of extracted what we were doing to tell what single board computer you're running on into its own um, little Python library called Adafruit Python Platform Detect. Um, and process for adding support to a system for a system to blink it now is basically um, detect your platform in that library and then uh, add pen definitions to blink it itself mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of an ongoing thing we're going to add some more boards people have been uh, putting in pull requests um, awesome. in fact I think uh, Lady Ada just merged another one so that's cool um other than that, just a little bit of sort of standard issue uh, hardware testing or hardware library testing on the Pi. Mm -hmm. um, and that's about it for me. Awesome. Well, great work on the Raspberry Pi uh, stuff. Uh, right on. Good also, to see. I'll 
I'll try and get around to a CircuitPython 2019 blog post. Ah, would love that. Would love that, yeah. Thanks, Brennan. Okay, Brent. Hello. Um, finishing up a guide on turning your Raspberry Pi into a single channel LoRa gateway, which will probably be up this week. Uses some CircuitPython stuff. Um, pretty strangely, but it does use CircuitPython, which is awesome. Nice. And working on something else for this week, and that's about it. Awesome. Thanks, Brent. Okay, Carter and Seagrover are lurking, so we'll go to Charles. Well, I'm going to try something that uh, I want to try something that should be pretty useful to those who want to play around with uh, MIDI, uh, MIDI and Linux, and mm -hmm. that is to to see if the MIDI USB, your MIDI USB, will re be recognized by, by as a jack device, mm -hmm. you know, for routing purposes. Okay. In in products like uh, Ubuntu Studio and others. Right. So that's another that's another thing I'm going to try. And and now that I have USB, my uh, I can I can. Reduce a lot of. Oh, you muted yourself, Charles. I'm going to now uh, use the USB MIDI to you uh, to create the sound box for the uh, ocarina. Right. So, wish me luck on that one. Yeah, let right. me let me know if you want a test build, and I'll, I'll send you one. Once okay, I once I, once I get it working here, of course. Yes. Obviously. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for the help on that. Have a good day. You too. All right, Dan. Okay, so uh, recently I've been, um, I did a, the 3.1.2 release last night, as I mentioned uh, previously, and um, it's, you can upgrade if you want. It doesn't matter um, unless you really need what's in it. And mostly I'm continuing to work on uh, Bluetooth low energy uh, uh, we were originally doing everything. We had a bunch of native that is written in C classes, and eventually that got rather unwieldy in terms of the amount of code I needed to implement there. Mm -hmm. And so I put a Python layer on top of that, which does a lot of grubby string manipulation work, which was total pain to do in C. Right. And so now I'm sort of free to actually change the lower level and leave the upper level as I alone mm -hmm. which is good because i can abstract stuff away and so i'm continuing to work on that and we have uh broadcasting work various kinds of beacons and i'm also and now i'm working on a sort of uart like service which is called uart that's kind of a over um an overkill in terms of the name but the basic idea is to send streams of characters back and forth right and we already have something like that in the Arduino world, and once we implement it in CircuitPython, we'll be able to do a whole bunch of projects which are now Arduino only. Mm -hmm. For instance, robots, anything that uses the Adafruit uh, Bluetooth app on um, a phone, a smartphone, for instance, will be able to use this the same technique underneath. Right. So I hope to have that. Hopefully, I'll have something working uh, by the end of this week or sooner. It might. It might not allow huge streams of characters, but it'll be certainly enough to do a bunch of demos. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay. Thanks, Dan. All right, Dave. 
Okay, as mentioned, uh, I spent the last little while taking my uh, debouncer class, turning it into a library, just finished and submitted a tutorial guide on how to use it. And I think my next undertaking will be working with the SlamTech, you know, 360-degree RP LiDAR mm -hmm. project that's our product that's in the shop. Um, getting a CircuitPython library built for that and, and doing an example project or two. The uh, BLE stuff is exciting uh, as I'm thinking of using the the new NRF52840 uh, Feather for that, uh, at least as a second pass at the project so I can send telemetry back to something mm -hmm. else. Right. And I think that might be a good way to do it. So that's me for the time being. Awesome. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. All right. Let's go to Deshipu. Okay, so I'm I'm making kind of a break for now. <clears throat> uh, I'm cleaning up the existing projects I have, mm -hmm. uh, making them a bit easier to contribute to and a bit easier to, a bit better documented. Mm -hmm. So this is like a spring cleaning thing. Right. And I, I started to prototype for this uh, text mode li library so that you could uh, do text mode like uh, output to OLED and uh, TFT displays mm -hmm. easily. Basically, just a character, uh, just a matrix of characters. Right. Uh, no, no formatting, no fancy stuff. Uh, I, I think that could be useful. So I started working on that, but it's uh, early stages for now. Uh, do you have That's a it. link to it? I'd love to see how you've done that. No, at the moment I, I only have a bunch of like disconnected. Uh, demos on my disk okay i i will work on that more well i'm like i'm gonna start doing something very similar tomorrow that's why i'm asking well okay i i i can try to clean it up a bit and upload somewhere yeah i just i just want to see it let's let's chat after about it more okay given that like most of the graphics work i've done has been inspired by your early stage work i'd love to love to see what you're thinking Okay, and I read I read your CircuitPython twenty nineteen. I was like, "Yep, I want to do a lot of this game stuff." <laughs> awesome! I I can't wait for that. Yeah, I can't either. It's just uh, things take longer than I expect, but text will be really good and good place to start. And then we can optimize all of the display I/O stuff, which is not optimized yet. Okay, uh, thanks to Chipu. Let's go on to Katni. Thanks. So for the last couple of weeks, I've been catching up from the holidays. Uh, we updated all of the current servo guides to use a servo kit, and then uh, worked on deprecating various guides that are no longer um, current or valid or uh, have working code or that sort of thing. Um, trying to clean that up so that when you're searching for guides, you find ones that are relevant and current and actually have what you need. Uh, we worked on deprecating various GitHub repos. Uh, there was a lot of libraries that we no longer supported, but the repos still existed. Um, so we spent a lot of time cleaning that up. Um, there's still more to go with that, but uh, we definitely made a huge dent in it and that was good. Um, a lot of other stuff I can't remember. Um, in the last few days, I, we, I updated the OLED Featherwing guide 
with all the wiring diagrams and usage for all the OLEDs. And hmm. the plan is to um, put that page in other guides so that it's all the stuff in one place and we're not trying to keep track of 10 different things. And I started the guide for the, the product guide for the Grand Central. Uh, this week, today's Library Monday. Um, it may end up being Library Tuesday and Library the rest of the week. Uh, we have a lot to catch up on. Um, I need to update the tracking lib, uh, and I can still use help with having a release party. We yeah. updated all the readmes, um, so right now that Adabot check shows pretty much every library, um, which makes it not very useful for uh, using as a check to know when we need to make releases, so we need to go through and do that. Mm -hmm. um, this week I'm going to finish up my CircuitPython 2019 post. Um, I'm going to be continuing work on and finishing the guide for the Grand Central. Um, I'm going to be creating and then completing the guide um, for the prop maker Featherwing. Uh, we need we we don't have a just a specific guide for that yet that explains the board and what it can do. Um, and we want to explain how to use everything in CircuitPython because um, it's got a lot of very cool stuff. Mm. Um, I there there's still some servo guides that aren't live. Um, and some servo guides that haven't been deprecated. And so this week we're probably gonna try and just clean up the rest of that project and get everything live and um, make sure that the guides that are no longer current uh, are not, are marked as such so people know. Um, I'm gonna be getting familiar with exporting images from EagleCAD, which is new. Um, and then potential stuff is uh, working on mirroring the OLED guide pages into the other OLED guides. There's one final GitHub repo that uh, we archive, but we need to go back and archive it properly. And then um, there's more old guides to deprecate as we go and as we update the new ones. So depending on um, how much time I have this week, uh, those are a few things that I may or may not get to. Um, as well, uh, which I didn't write down here, uh, I'm gonna be testing cookie cutter um, and we created a test repo for the sole purpose of being able to um, test uh, like PyPI deployment and that sort of thing without waiting for a release cycle on a given library. Um, we need to make sure that the changes we make to cookie cutter actually help and don't just make more work for us. Mm -hmm. So um, I will be testing that this week. Um, and we'll be getting some updates in that. That means that uh, just so everyone who writes libraries knows, Cookie Cutter is going to become a little more involved. You will have to provide more information on creation of your um, library files, but it eliminates work later. So um, it'll we'll have we'll update the documentation to show you everything that you need to have ready ahead of time, um, so there won't be any um, confusion. But uh, that's something that we're going to be doing, and that's what I've got. Awesome. Thank you so much, Katni. Okay, Maker Melissa is lurking, so we'll go to Mike. Hi, y'all. Um, I've been in and amongst all the Adafruit stuff. I do want you guys to know that the NRF um, 52840 Feather has been in now the shop as people snag it up. Um, mm hmm and so is the Grand Central. So um, there's some pretty powerful CircuitPython hardware that's now getting into people's hands. So um, if you really want um, to get a hold of them and it's out right now, sign up on the Adafruit site under that part number and you'll get a notification so you can 
go ahead and buy one. So a lot of us are doing documentation on, on those products and uh, guides and everything. I've actually, Dave Estelle's guide that he just talked about, I'm going through and uh, that hopefully will be active before Ask an Engineer. And I've been going through a lot of other um, guides, uh, my own and others, making sure we have uh, uh, up-to-date information for you all. And also I've been involved in the blog post and the, I mentioned earlier, the CircuitPython Reddit um, subreddit. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what that is, if you're more of a Redditor than some using some of the other um, social media, if you go to r slash CircuitPython in Reddit, um, you will see that we have created our own subreddit specifically for CircuitPython. Now, if you follow all the other social media, Twitter and the blogs and everything, a lot of the content will be the same. But um, if you like to digest your information on Reddit, you'll probably uh, be able to see this and, and get your fill of CircuitPython. The, but we still feel that to get the, the best overall snapshot of CircuitPython news is to sign up for the newsletter, mm -hmm. which... Um, we all are in, um, involved with also. So we, the whole CircuitPython team, um, we all pour our hearts out into this weekly newsletter. It's full of goodness and it's uh, put out Wednesdays, uh, usually by about 11 a.m. Eastern time US. Um, and if you want to sign up for that, if you're interested, um, you can go to adafruitdaily.com, not adafruit.com. It's totally separate from Adafruit, so there's no mailing list confusion. There's no spam. There's no nothing. It, it's a simple on-off whenever you want it. So that's adafruitdaily.com. You can sign up for the Python on Hardware newsletter, and that's the one where you get all the goodness. Um, so it's been like the fastest growing of all of Adafruit's newsletters. It, it's... Uh, pretty much the snapshot on all the Python that's going on in hardware right now. I don't think anybody else is focusing on this uh, on such a weekly basis as we are. So, right. And again, if anybody has, has news or comments or something, post it on, on the social media, uh, the circuit Python social media, we'll pick it up and uh, we'll see about putting it in. Uh, it, it, but it's it's a challenge for us because there are so many things going right now. I mean, not just Adafruit things, but the whole Python on hardware thing is like increasing exponentially. So, uh, so oftentimes there are things we don't catch. So um, again, as part of this uh, community effort, if somebody catches something cool, just note it um, to the team and uh, we'll see about letting everybody else know. Totally. So that's me in a nutshell. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. No uh, problem. And uh, if anybody likes writing newsletter content, uh, let us know. We're always looking for people to help contribute to. Definitely. All right. Uh, the next three are folks that weren't able to make it. So Summersoft, sit tight. Um, I know you always do. Uh, first, we have Roy, who, who says, uh, use the holidays to sprint on Pixel Buff. Uh, tested subclassing the C pixel bus class in Python with limited success. <laughs> Did some benchmarking to, to determine what would be the best way to implement auto write. 
uh, finalized the C module and fixed bugs, got the build working again for all targets and made Travis CI happy, which is no small feat. Congrats, Roy. And uh, lastly, resumed work on the Python pixel buff impl implementation. Uh, the reason there's two implementation is that uh, the Python pixel buff implementation can be used before uh, we have the C support checked in. So for previous versions of CircuitPython. All right. The next person is Sean Heimel, who says, uh, working on porting UF2 and, the, and CircuitPython to the SparkFun SAMD2021 Mini this week. So expect to see more SparkFun support, which is awesome. And uh, lastly, in terms of the folks that weren't able to make it in this block, um, Sedacious says, uh, I just sent off a new breakout board for the INA260 to Ushpark. And now I'm working on getting a Huzzah breakout and AM2315 talking to Adafruit IO to log temp and humidity for my friend's fancy organic mushroom farm. I will write a CircuitPython 2019 post, but I'll have to figure out where to put it as I don't actively use any social media platforms at the moment. And uh, happy belated holidays, everyone, and happy hacking in the new year. So thank you, Sedacious. And let's go to Summersoft. All right. Uh, so for last week, um, I did, as Katney alluded to earlier, um, some template fixes in Cookie Cutter, and as well as adding um, some PyPI templates in there. See how that goes. And then I also finally jumped back into Frequency, and um, I'm working through the logic and math uh, to calculate a period using the new non-interrupting counter method. Mm. Um, I started to notice that the numbers were jumping as I interacted with the REPL. Um, and then I realized that it was my fault because I was assigning the frequency value um, every time the reference counter would check for, for values, and I wasn't um, limiting it to anything. So I put it in there to check on the external interrupt uh, mm. flag. Mm. Um, and then after working with that for a few cycles, I kind of then realized, well, that's going to limit it to the reference TC's interval because it, the flag will only get cleared by the reference TC. So mm. anything in between is going to get missed. Mm. Um, so I'll, I'll keep pushing forward on that for as we go. Um, and then I saw your reply to, uh, Scott, your reply yeah. to yeah. Nitro's, uh PR. And I kind of sat around and thought about that for a little while. Um, I think, you know, for, for them needing edge detection, I, that's easily configurable, but I don't know, A, how they're using their interrupt handler function, mm -hmm. and then and then how it'll, from a combination standpoint, how it works. Because I'm using currently using level so that it minimizes the event latency. Because when hmm. you do edge detection, it adds those four or five extra cycles, hmm. you know, before the, uh, the event gets sent off. So... Hmm. But still thinking about it. Uh, so, but then, so for this week, I'll just I'll keep battling with frequency in. And uh, as Katney and Katney, that comment wasn't a. If you don't get to it this week, you don't get to it this week. If we push it off the next week, it gets pushed off. But any any adjustments to cookie cutters as we test that. Awesome. I yeah, I'm glad you're just aware of the the Notro PR. I think I think there is a way to do both. It's just like. He wants to count edges, and you want to count edges over time. So, seems right. pretty similar. Um, so, 
No, I, I agree. And that's why I was like, yeah, no, that's that's a good point. So that's why I started thinking about it. Awesome. Well, thank you for uh, spending your brain power on it. I'll leave it up it's to you not- and Notra. I'll also leave it up to anyone who wants to think of how much brain power I have. You have plenty. It's less than you think. Well, you don't, you use it quite efficiently then. That's the case. Um, okay, that's it. Uh, I think we got everybody uh, for status updates. So we'll go to In the Weeds. Um, In the Weeds is the section where we talk about anything that we want to talk about. <laughs> uh, no constraints on how long we want to talk or whatever. Um, so if you have topics for In the Weeds uh, and haven't put them in the doc or in the uh, text channel, please do that now. We've got one. Otherwise, we'll be out of here shortly. Um, so I'll kick it back over to Summersoft for his question. All right. So uh, also, Katni alluded to earlier, um, with all the releases that we have to do with the change to the TravisCI.com migration, mm-hmm. A few weeks ago to maybe a few months ago, you had made a comment um, that we should make releases easy or slash easier. Right. And I kind of wanted to get a little deeper on what you meant by that. (laughs) Well, I think this was it in a discussion whether we should automate the releases. It may have been. Because I... I think the reaction to having this check is that we want to just automatically release stuff. And I'm very, I'm very wary of that. Cause I, I feel like whenever something is released, except for the bundle, the bundle doesn't count because the bundle is a bundle of released stuff. Right. Um, but in general, I think like a human should think, is this releasable and say yes to it. Um, but one thing we could do to make it easier, like I, as far as I know, libraries, library releases are easy. You just draft a new release and then publish it. And then all of the artifacts are built automatically. Um, the one thing I could think of making it easier is if we wrote a bot that drafted the release for us, and then we just had to click a button, we could do that. Um, but I think actually for the, the being behind on the release stuff, uh, because of the readme, I was actually thinking maybe we just want to pick a time like this week or tomorrow or something, and just like I'll we'll jump in for an hour, and as long as we're just like in the voice chat, making sure we're not duplicating work, I think we should just hammer it out um, together. I think that's fine. Okay. Any other thoughts? Hey, can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Sorry, I was, like I said, I was lurking, but I, my ears kind of perked up because it sounded like you guys are talking about something I was also thinking about okay. relative to the whole release thing. Yep. Um, so I, I'm sorry if you mentioned this already, but my idea was like somehow thresholding the time delta and not have it just be like, hey, you're you're behind by five mm. months or one second, it doesn't matter, but somehow only highlighting ones where, you know, like a week or two weeks has gone by. Right and you haven't pushed a release. Yeah, I think that's a reasonable idea. I think it should still highlight all of them. I like the idea of having the time like in parens next to the link or something to that effect. Um, Because there are still times where, yeah, we didn't release it 24 hours ago, but it is like a super massive bug fix that we should at least be aware of the fact that we didn't release it. Right. 
Yeah, I think so we that, could just... That's my thoughts on that. We could just bucket it. Like, here's the things that haven't released in a month or longer. Here's the things that have been under a month. And here's the things that are like a week out. Right, right. That was that was kind of my idea, too. I was thinking some fancy UI where with colors and bold or font sizes or something like that. But yeah, I, I'm not sure what would work best here. Because there's all kinds of reasons why you can get behind and some of them you're right. fine with. But I, I would think something that hasn't been done in like a week or there's some threshold of like a week or two weeks where like, really, there's that something should be done by that point. There's really no reason why a release shouldn't have been done for something like that. Right. I would think. So that would give you like a threshold where ones on that list definitely need someone to go look at. Whereas on the current list, you know, 90% of them could be being flagged just because they're one day behind. And right, right. we know that and we're fine with that and we're going to get to it. So it's kind of like finding the filtering out the noise is kind of right. what needs to be done. I mean, ideally speaking, we, we stay caught up. And so the check only shows us two or three at a time. Um, we don't typically update every library. Right. Yeah, it should. It seems like it should be doable. SummerSoft, what do you think? I, I agree, totally doable. Um, and Cater, I I wasn't trying to do your in the weeds. Just <laughs> oh yeah, no problem. I like I said, I was lurking and like I heard this chatter. I was like, oh wait, I kind of had because I think I I pinged you about this earlier this week. If it would be possible, I was just kind of thinking about loud, and it was because it was something I think came up in the forums where it was yet again, uh, we had just missed pushing out a release. Someone was like, I, it's not working. We're like, wait, we fixed that. And I went right. and looked and it's like, oh, we just didn't push a release. Right. And it was totally caught. It was totally caught on the ADA bot, but it was, you know, one of 121 or something like that in that list. Right. So, and I, I think it's, as I said, when you asked me earlier this week, it, it's completely doable. Um, the only I think the only things to discuss are how how do you format it? You know, just from the a delivery standpoint. You mm -hmm. know, when you have, when you have Adabot run, do you just put it in parens next to it, or do you you know do we extend the 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 internal tracking of where the errors are and turn it into a dictionary and then add another sortable field and that way we can sort it further based on you know how long it's been or mm. you know any any of those number of options. Um, and then the other part that I pointed out to, to Cater was, where do we draw the line? Like, you know, kind of a feature creepy sort of thing. Like, where do you stop saying you don't have to pay attention to the, anything below this? You know what I mean? I don't think we do. I, I think that we still keep every unreleased library in the list. It's just a matter of how we want to sort it. Right. Right. I think I think the easiest way to implement it is to just split the list into like three lists. Like just have three errors that you return based on time bucket. And then you don't have to add any features for display or anything. You just end up having you just end up having uh like three different warnings. One is more than a month, one is under a month, and one is under a week, that sort of thing. 
And then it's just in a spot that's actually doing the check that you need to change. And I think um, it, this it may be iterative on what works here. This is like one of those devils is in the details thing. Oh, totally. We have the general idea. We all agree something should be done, but there's no obvious answers to what the right interface should look like, et cetera. Right. So I don't know. Just let's just try something, and we will let that roll for a couple months and see how it works. Sounds good to me. And I think something along the lines of what Scott's suggesting is is probably a good first pass. So have it spit out a separate. A separate list or a separate file are you thinking separate files as well i'm i'm literally just no. thinking like a different error you know how adabot says like oh if this is true then add this error to this repo like i would just replace the the single one with three different ones based on the time okay yeah because so the the release check right now just checks for if there have been commits right since, since the last release so you're saying just expand that to like check the time of the oldest commit and based on that right. the difference been, yeah but that's kind of into three that'll yeah i mean there's a way to do it it's the tricky part is is unfortunately that compare the compare api doesn't give you a list of commits could do you have a list of, oh, that's right. And you don't have the actual, the previous release either, do you? Well, you, you we get the release, but then I use the compare API just to. To know if anything's. To well, know if it's, yeah, if it's up to date or behind. But if you, if you have the release, there's a time on the release, right? And you could just do. There is the publish date, yes. Yeah, I would just do a diff between now and the publish date then. Yeah, that might work. Okay. Right. All right, so just expand that one. Okay. Thank you so much. I feel like you're like Adabot's best friend. It's great. She's mine. We'll put it that way. <laughs> it can go both ways. Um, Cater, Cater, do me a favor and put an issue in on, on the Adabot repo. Just so I have some sort of accountability. Okay, I can do that. And you want it on the Adabot one. Yeah, because it's like a new feature for Adabot. Gotcha. I'll do that. Thanks, sir. Awesome. And uh, I haven't seen anything else come up to talk about in the weeds so that's it let's wrap up uh it's been an hour and two minutes so that's perfect timing um okay this has been the circuit python weekly for january 7th 2019 uh thank you everybody who was able to make it uh and thank you to those who are listening to this after the fact um this video uh an audio recording will go on youtube and uh diode zone later today along with notes. So if you want to check out uh, what happened in the meeting, I, this is the end of the meeting if you're hearing this next time. Um, yeah, I will do that. Um, next time, if you don't want to listen to the whole meeting, you can always check the notes and there's time codes in there so you can skip around depending on what you're wanting to listen to. Um, uh, Katney, I think Katney is the anonymous alligator, mentioned... Uh, so uh, next week, I'd really like for us to all discuss the uh, CircuitPython 2019 posts that came up. Um, so if you haven't done one already, please, please do one. Uh, the ones that have been posted so far have been really, really interesting. Um, you can do that as a gist on GitHub. You can do it as a blog on your website or your blog or whatever. Uh, anywhere that's publicly accessible would be great. 
Uh, if you do that, um, we are trying to keep track of all of them by having an email. So after you do that, please post the link to uh, send the email, the link to CircuitPython 2019, 2019 at adafruit.com. That makes sure that we'll get access to it. Uh, what we'll do is we'll blog it up on the Adafruit site. So expect to see some traffic there and uh, we'll add it to the list of all the different ones. So um, yeah, check those out. Uh, again, this meeting happens on our Discord channel. Uh, you can go to by going to uh, adafru.it slash discord. We are in the text channel all week. So please uh, join us there and chat us up if you want. Um, the, we are in the voice channel uh, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern in the U.S. Uh, most of us are in the U.S., so uh, if there is a U.S. holiday, we may move it. So check the pinned messages for uh, any updates on when we are going to actually do the meeting. Um, I think that's it. So with that, uh, thank you, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. There you go. Thank you. Thank you.